the way I echoed. He looked at me and smiled. It cheered me, perhaps because I knew he was taunting me. Twenty years was yesterday, and yesterday was just earlier this morning, and morning seemed light years away. I'm like you, he said. I remember everything. I stopped for a second. If you remember everything I wanted to say, and if you really, if you are really like me, then before you leave tomorrow, or when you're just ready to shut the door of the taxi and have already said goodbye to everyone else and there's not a thing left to say in this life, then just this once turn to me, even in jest or as an afterthought, which would have meant everything to me when we were together. And as you did back then, look at me in the face, hold my gaze, and call me by your name. Famous last words. <laughs> um. Two words from him, and I had seen my pounding apathy change, and to I'll play anything for you till you ask me to stop. Till it's time for lunch, till the skin on my fingers wears off layer after layer because I like doing things for you. I will do anything for you. Just say the word. I liked you from day one. <laughs> this is going to be a crier. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a crier, folks. Let's, let's, let, let's do the title read. Okay. Welcome back to Fill the Void, a podcast where we analyze, discuss, and gush about the films, TV shows, and other media that we use to fill, fill the, the void. void. Today we're going to be talking about Call Me By Your Name, the movie, but also the book. Um, so yeah, uh, before we start, spoiler! spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you didn't see this movie when it came out in 2017, first of all, who are you? But second of all, you should have. And third of all, Go see it before we talk And then it. read the book after you watch the movie. That's what I did. It was very good. Also, opinion disclaimer, we're just some kids yep. kicking rocks. Kicking rocks. Kicking rocks. You know, you know, just hanging out, talking. Um, If you don't like what we say, I have bad news. Um, I don't care. You chose to listen to this. Yeah. I hope you choose to listen to it, but you did choose. Yeah. It was a choice. Unless you're being held against your will. In oh which God. case, this is a really weird torture. <laughs> <method>. <laughs> um, yeah, I have notes for you over holding you captive. Um, but yeah, if, if you really disagree with something we say, throw a brick with a note tape to it through my window. God, and I'll have Matthew Murdoch in my living room ready to catch it. Slay. Corinne has read the book and watched the movie. Yes, it is. Uh, and up until two days ago, I had only seen the movie many times. Mm -hmm. Um and then I decided I like to talk about things with my friends. So I'm going to read the entire book in two days, which I did. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to read the entire book <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an audio book. Um, Welcome yeah. to Audible. <laughs> Welcome back to Audible. Oh, God. <laughs> the largest online collection. Stop. Use my code Elizabeth hey, for 20% off. Oh, uh, not yet. Oh, maybe when we're big. Oh, yeah. We can get an auto. Oh, what if we got an auto? <laughs> That'd be so Please, funny. Please, we love you, Audible. I was, I was doing Get ad reads up. would be so funny okay um <laughs> so yeah I, I read the entire book uh, like in such a short time it was devastating I, the book and the movie have a really interesting relationship i think it's like the perfect adapt adaptation i think in the the because andre asiman i hopefully i pronounced his name right um Don't i you love speak italian okay look i love him so much i read a, a, f a lot of his like um essays but 
I think the whole connection between his book. He also did a cameo in the movie. He plays one of the um, men in the gay relationship of mm-hmm. the two that come over to the house. Yeah. So it's but really a- cool. A- Andre also one is not gay, which was something that's interesting. He's not. Me. Also, ne- neither are Ellie and Oliver. We'll get to get to that. Neither of them are gay. They're both bisexual. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're, they're not gay. They're straight. I was like, <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Um, so yeah, I, w- we, yeah, I, I think, I think the book is, a, uh, the movie is a perfect, um, adaptation. Um, it's like, it captures the vibe really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of general information about the book. Um, and then we're going to pop off about the book and pop off about the cinematography. Yeah. And then I'm going to scream a lot. So and cry. call me by your name. It was originally a book written by Andre Asimov and, um, published in 20. 20- 2007 the movie was in development hell for like forever mm-hmm. finally got released limited release 2017 and then a wider release later i think 2018 or that same year um it won best adapted screenplay um and was nominated for best picture best actor for tim lee chalamet best original song mystery of love by sufjan stevens and it won a glad award which is an award for like queer cinema queer media filming took 33 days um the filming actually was done in chronological order which is amazing the the scene where he's talking to his dad was the last day they had on set so that's why he's crying because uh, there it's it's over I, when i watched that i i fell in love with sam so much the yeah. dad he's actually probably my favorite character i think i i love him like yeah. on a deep level um yeah it's it's great I'll, i'm gonna talk about more of the specs of the filmography later um luca guadagnino the director of the movie um is a gay creator and he has faced a lot of discrimination throughout his career but Andre Asimov is not gay, which I think is something that's interesting. Um, the screenplay, which won the Oscar, was written by James Ivory, um, who, yeah, he is also a gay man. And he worked really closely with Ismail Merchant, who they wrote Maurice together. Um, so they kind of have like a really big history of like writing really beautiful queer, queer relationships. Soundtrack by Sufjan Stevens, my favorite little banjo man. Um <laughs> Yeah, Luca Guadagnino has a lot of influence from, like, very classic Italian filmmakers. Um, and it kind of, like, this new modern Italian cinema, which is very aesthetically focused. I, I read a bunch of interviews from actors who were talking about how Guadagnino is on set. And it vary as much as, like, we're a family, we're working together. Like, they describe, like, him in the cutting room just, like, palling around with his friends, which I think is really beautiful. Again, kind of comes from what we talked about last time. It's easier to be to do good work when you're surrounded by good people also just that idea of him palling around in the in the um editing room is it makes a lot of sense for the fact that he's italian as i'm learning about italian culture don't shout me out i'm only an elementary student (laughs) in italian culture there's just this sense of like ease in your work and the importance of comfortability when you're working throughout the day there's more of an emphasis not on like production um but on like quality mm-hmm. and about like like it doesn't matter how long you're gonna like make a movie for but it should be like as i guess contentful as possible it should be like lush and and like bright and beautiful which i think he encompasses so well mm-hmm. in the movie it's surprising that it only took 33 days for them to film it i mean yeah i think that's something that like is seen in a lot of italian film i love foreign film um so like the, the oh, you can really see a lot of guadagnino's like influence this very like Italian film is known for being very slow and very atmospheric and like 
for I know a lot of American audiences are they're like this movie's boring which like you know I get if you're expecting like a Marvel movie it's like atmospheric there's not it's not as plot driven it's very more emotion driven um which also I think, I think it's important to note we'll get into this in the summary but this takes place in the 80s so I think it's one of those things where I noticed in the cinematography just alone usually in action movies by genre but also movies where they're trying to encompass more futuristic vibes um there'll be a lot more fast shots and abrupt Mm -hmm. shots but in this things are long they're drawn out the music is kind of slow it fades in very subtly well i mean if 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 you want to talk cinematography right now um the 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 camera that they actually used was a 35 millimeter celluloid which um is actually like a like a it's usually like a photo camera um and it has been described as the kind of camera that is the most like the human eye um oh that's so cool right there is very much this feeling that like the camera is like the camera is the narrator yeah and i i really dig that i think it's perfect for this story yeah. which is a direct contrast to the book where it's an completely in elio's first right. person perspective um i i i just I, I really dig it um we're getting some shit right now i think i think it this makes is, this is deep yeah it makes the story very human um yeah. And I, I really dig that. Um, I think whenever people do, like, I think we've seen a lot lately, and especially with, like, A24 films, people getting really creative with, like, the hardware they use. Yeah. I really, really, really like it. Um, yeah, this movie feels like a limb. <coughs> yeah. You're talking about when things feel like they're part of you. I feel like this, this is just, like, it feels a like pillar. I told my, I remember watching it, and after I watched it, I told myself, if only I could watch this. It's so summery, too. In Dude. a good way. Yeah. It's so, like, sticky like and humid in a good way. And, like, yeah, I think, su- like, summer is a big... The, the fact that it's, like, a summer romance and the fact that there's not, like, a like a place in time specifically, it's yeah. somewhere in northern Italy. Literally, Italy. literally. For all you Italian people who speak Italian, it is just, like, the imperfect tense, if you know. Um, it interrupts. It is, like, an interrupter. It's, like, it, it's a, a time, some time in the fu- in the past, but we don't know when. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it took... It happened. It could, it, something could happen for forever. Um, and also in no place, and yeah. that's what you use, which is so cool. They have that in French too, and it's a pain in my ass. <laughs> Passé composé versus imparfait. Also, just the in this movie, I mean, the language is come on. I mean, um, doesn't Elio speaks with Marzia? He speaks he French. Speaks French. Yeah. Uh, no, they speak Italian. There's maybe a, in in the book they speak a little German. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, but um, yeah, I think it is very much a summer movie, and the fact that there's like no distinct place, no distinct time, it very much captures like the idea of a summer romance. It's something that could only happen removed from like everyday life. Yeah, um, it's like a capsule outside of the drudgery. It's like it's like when you flirt with somebody on vacation. <laughs> no, like, I just feel like if I could watch this movie every morning of this summer coming up, I'd just be a better human being. Yeah, it very much does feel like that. It's like very floaty, like very dreamy like removed from everyday life you're like this better whatever like wasteful romantic person yeah. there's not as there's no, there's nothing to do except for sit around in a bathing suit and like somebody yeah which is so fun <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do but wake up sleep it, take a siesta in the middle of literally. that's spanish but take a siesta in the middle of the, and after lunch literally my, back. he my sleeps so much in the movie literally it's so literally me. i'm like what moving into the summary sweaty though okay yeah <laughs> no it's they are so sweaty in it and i i i Everyone, just this movie is damp it is very <laughs> moist all right um so quick quick and dirty summary yes 
um, of of the movie in case you're for some reason consuming this story for the first time through this podcast. Strange choice, but <laughs> all right. Um, basically, the movie follows 17-year-old Elio Perlman over a summer in one of the 1980s. 1983. Really? Yes. Is that said in the movie? Yes. Did I miss that? It's in the beginning of the movie. Um... <laughs> Somewhere in northern Italy, we don't know where. Um, he lives with his father, who's an archaeologist, and his mother in their massive, gorgeous house. Yeah, it's um, like their it's their vacation house. They so only go there pretty. for the summer. Um, yeah, his father's grad student arrives. Um, Oliver and Elio played by Army Hammer, and Elio's played by Timothy Chalamet. Shut That's not how you say his Timothée. name. I'm not going to do that the whole podcast. Thank you. I'm in French 102. I don't think I've earned that yet, <laughs> and I'm very bad at it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, at first Elio does not like Oliver, but then eventually he becomes like kind of obsessed with him and falls in love with him. They become attracted. He tells Oliver how he feels. They kiss. Then they like don't talk. He has sex with his friend Marzia. Um, then eventually they meet up. They confess their feelings. They sleep together. Um, they go on a little weekend trip, and they spend three days in literally like gay Italian paradise. Yeah, um, although I don't I and then, have and then And then Oliver leaves, part. and we get a, s- a shot of Elio staring at the fire while Sufjan Stevens plays, <laughs> and then the whole theater is crying. Um, yeah, uh, this movie is so crazy sad. I remember I watched it, um, I think, 2018, 2019. I don't know. It was super important. The cultural impact of it, I don't think, can be overstated. It, it made Timothy Chalamet. It made him. Yeah. It also made the genre of soft boy, which is a beef that I have with this movie. Um, yeah. There are so many, I think, conflicts I, I had watching this that I had to resolve. Um, and reading the book, too, is like this kind of lon- non-linearity of love and what love means and how fluid it is. My mother, if she listens to this, will piss, like, will get all over me. Um, there was a <laughs> I, now, I Now I can connect the dots. There was a point in my writing where I would write a poem and every poem had the lines liquid love in it somewhere. And I would write it in there every mm, and every that's poem. That's a good one. And it was it was after I <laughs> now I can connect the dots and it was after I like read this book a summer and I just would write about liquid love and how like fluid love is and how it's supposed to feel. But yeah, the whole thing with Marcia and like the fact that Elio isn't a hero, obviously, because of that like dual relationship. Like he the whole time he's thinking Oliver is going off cheating on him. Or not cheating on him because they're not together yet. But like having sex with girls in the town and yet he's not he goes to somewhere and he goes somewhere and thinks about Elio and tries and is having internal conflict. Like and then Elio cheats on Oliver because he thinks he's doing that. Exactly. Because so, that's the kind of thing I would do. Like, God. like I'm talking to another guy at this bar, but you better stay there and not move. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and so I think yeah. it was also too. You can see, you can see Elio's identity change when he and the movie oh, when dude. he's when he's with Marcia, th- and then when he's with Oliver. Obviously, we're defining like things with sexuality and like the idea of being gay in this kind of sense because obviously Marcia is a, a woman and Elio has sex with her but then like and so he's like the, he's the man in the I guess right. interaction relationship and then he goes and he's with Oliver and it's kind of like he takes a more submissive tone and because right. he's younger and it's kind of he is treated as I guess the more feminine of the two mm-hmm. Um, just because of the way that they are physically. But I just think 
that duality in Elia's personality is so interesting. It's yeah. so interesting. Um, again, the like femininity thing. Timmy Chalamet was like the. I'm just gonna say this one last thing about this he, cultural impact. He demasculated. Yeah, like let me. I have I have a quote. I have a quote about way. this. Hollywood heartthrobs are being replaced by art throbs. That's from Vogue. Yes. Um, in 2019, being soft is cooler than being a womanizing, hard-edged hero. Um, that's also a quote from Vogue. Um, I mean, I think like we, we Timothy Chalamet really ushered in the era of like. I feel like Johnny Depp started it. Hot take. Yeah. Right. But like recently. Yeah. Definitely. Just like this era of like. I wrote you a poem. Do you want to sit in my bed and smoke cigarettes together? Meanwhile, in real life, I think Timothy Chalamet is not a soft boy at all. No. He's like a heart. He's like a New York. Like, yeah. what, guy. Is your, what is your opinion on an art throb? I Pro think, or against? Uh, I think it's it's just what people or whatever people want to be into. I give you permission. I think um, I feel like in a way people are leaning so far towards the kind that of it comes concept of an art throb that you're trying to and it's no, not I, genuine I I, yeah no i think it's kind of like um like guys will like paint their nails and write poetry like to attract a woman like it's in like the early 2000s the issue was toxic masculinity and now mm. we're going to the opposite where now being an, a so-called art boy is better right and so i think it's do what do what you feel right. and and doesn't harm anyone. I mean, I think I think the real problem comes in is like when, like the the markers of like the soft boy, like the writing poetry, the you know painted nails, big sweaters, stuff like that. People who are not good people will adopt those markers of a good person, and we haven't been fast enough to turn around and be like, oh shoot, just because he does these things doesn't mean he's a good person. Like it's like the horseshoe theory. We we it's full circle, baby. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where people like adopt traits or hobbies or likes because they're cool and mm -hmm. not because you actually like them. Yeah, I mean, the, the heartthrob, artthrob thing. Same old rodeo, same old clowns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Men want women to like them and are trying to figure out how. <laughs> oh Tale as old as time. <laughs> um, so yeah, the it was massive culturally. It was a huge thing like big gay movie big deal yeah. um which you know was cool um limited release in 2017 general release and i think that's 20 supposed to be 2017 but okay. might be 2018 um was critically a hit people loved it it was like this american movie but it was also like an italian movie it was just really cool you know it made timothy chalamet did not make army hammer as much which is surprising um and i think it did I think it did in the in the press drunkens after seeing him beside Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just I like I remember like being on the internet and having everyone be like, "Oh my god, it's Timothy!" <laughs> like they loved. <laughs> when the, I first watched it, I thought Army Hammer was thing. the hotter of the two. I don't agree. I thought. Well, so. yeah. So yeah, we we it really made this rise of this like feminine man. Um, there was uh, the the Timmy craze. People were going nuts. Um, uh, little Timmy Tim. Oh my God! People, statistics. Statistics. France. There's like a. He has another rap. I love how we're singing two different things. And they're both correct. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> part. So the, there's there's Exhibit A Ms. and Exhibit Law B. Miss Law M. Please look it up. He did it's like so a song. Good. It's terrible. It's amazing. Statistics. Statistics. He's so funny. Also, he dated um Lady Gaga's daughter. He also dated Lily Rose Depp. I know who Libra's Depp is another being. They were a power couple. They were. They were like like the Lana, De Lana Del Rey stands. Lana Del Rey stands went 
peril of like all the um like pictures of them together why because they were like like lily rose depp was like the girl on like tumblr 2018 yeah so the fact that like the girl and the guy were together <laughs> literally it drove people bonkers i just think i just forgot that lily rose depp was johnny depp's child and then i was like oh my god you're telling me i just i wish that they had stayed together just for the sake of like okay family dinner they look so they looked so timothy lily rose uh vanessa parody and johnny Depp just sitting there like okay kate moss like walks by she like brings the food well kate moss doesn't bring the food in um (laughs) (laughs) that's okay i was on tumblr in 2016 sitting there with jennifer connelly just like what's up i I I love paul bettany imagine like imagine being in like a, a carpool with him oh my god so funny um was a massive impact culturally everyone was obsessed with timmy um and then recently it got a little bit of a little bit of a kickback up um Lil Nas X released a song titled call me by your name and in the song it's like Lil Nas X is a very out and proud gay man so he in in the music video um he like gives Satan a lap dance I guess I don't know and conservatives hated it and I can imagine he released it I think March 26th or 27th um which is (laughs) it was it was like the sunday before holy week yeah which if you if you're not a catholic holy week is like the week before easter yeah um starts with palm sunday when jesus like came into came into town and then it ends when he um uh he says mama mia here we go again yeah Um, oh my god yeah he comes back for the reprise i think the issue with defending conservatives for half a sec certain conservatives i guess or people who are religious more I think it's the just the use of the devil is a very serious topic and for to people, some people yeah for people who believe in the devil or believe that the devil exists and that he is you know the embodiment of all evil playing around with that ideal is kind of like you shouldn't really you but, shouldn't really but that means that those people don't play around with that ideal or like don't consume media that does like I don't know is it for, yeah. it's it's like if, if there's a movie i don't like i'll maybe talk about it and then i'll like not watch it anymore but like I, I i think the problem was when they were like this is awful like he shouldn't be like like he was they were trying to like affect his career and they were like this is bad for children da, da, da. yeah not all media is meant for children yeah that's, uh, that's why we have ratings yeah, yeah. A, a video of someone pole dancing maybe isn't for kids okay yeah. that's not a hot take like okay um yeah, there was a lot of pearl clutching um, oh from Fox News anchors, and it was, I don't know, it's its tired. Every time someone does something that's a little bit out of the norm, everyone's like, they're destroying the kids. What are we going to do with the kids? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit about your kids. The kids. Put, 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 they're, cu- they're cussing in put, a back alley, like... Yeah, they're, smoking weed they're hitting anyway. a cotton candy vape behind their middle school right now. Exactly. And also, they're not his kids. They're yours. True. Which means that they're yours. Put Be a, a better par- parent. Put a parental lock on their YouTube. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if if you're worried about, if, the, if there's a piece of media and you're worried about your kid consuming the media, maybe the problem is not the media, but the fact that your kid will consume it. No, I don't think it's necessarily that the kid will consume it. I think parents have this contrived idea that... Um, that we it's have to like, childproof the world for your kids. Not just that, but it's kind of this idea of having a conversation with your kid and teaching them how to consume content the correct way. Critically? Yeah. yeah. Then not to, 
uh, consume it at all is is wrong. Like yeah, take your st- take take that sticky iPad away from that five year old and make him read a book. I don't. Yeah. I don't. And like, talk to him about the world that he's going to see and and teach him how to say no than to not ask the question at exactly. all. Exactly. I just I I I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm tired of it. It, it happens every time yeah. an artist does something new or someone gay does something. They're like, this is destroying the world. Like, okay. I mean, I saw this kind of same idea with that one Billie Eilish video. Yeah. Um. You're like it's satanic. Okay. I I, don't I care. yeah. I mean, I just it it doesn't mean that that artist should be like disowned from mu- the music industry. It is up to everyone to have their own opinions i think it's just opinions in general is just trying to force something down someone's throat or ruin someone's career because of something that you don't like like boo freaking who it someone's gonna like it and it's not my job to police whether or not someone else likes something like i don't give a shit so yeah i don't know also one last thing i'll say about it song the song slaps (laughs) such a good song i don't i love i think i think he's so silly and fun i i love I think I think he's fun. <laughs> I think he has fun with it. Um, yeah, I, I I like his online presence. Okay. Some people are like, it's getting tired. I'm not tired. I'm awake. I'm wide awake. <laughs> I'm having a good time. So yeah, that's that that's kind of just how it, it's it, it's a big movie. And if you say the name of the movie, people will know what it is. Yeah. So I wrote in this little bit about Little Lost X and kind of this comparison because he does the religious controversy in that song by the same name but there's this an italian band that i learned about i mean everyone knows of them eurovision maniskin because of eurovision but also just because of that freaking song begging that came out in like 2017 and mama mia is so good too um ziti ebuoni is also a very good one um but they also use religious imagery yeah and they they question they like use very overtly sexual and religious like controversial content but it has a large following in the u.s and they're kind of in italy too um it's so interesting to think about in italy there is this huge i mean catholic population i mean we know but and so there's this very big yeah um, all my perpetually guilty baddies tap in yeah (laughs) difference between i guess religious ideas and that kind of thing and the kind of embracing sexuality you see this and and italian culture is so dual in that fashion and i kind of like it but i don't know personally like what kind of internal conflict they're having with pushing that like narrative of more liberal ideas and like um accepting kind of like the lgbtq community and that kind of stuff in italy compared to like the catholic you know ideal so We'll see. I don't know. That's cultural impact. Quick sketch of how that affected the world. Let's talk about the actual thing. Because yes. we could talk about this forever. Yeah. So this book affected me deeply. Yeah. I. It's good. Do you like it more than the movie? Yes. Thank you. It, this book basically synthesizes what pining is. I used to not pine. I was very. I'm I, I'm bad at pining. Cause I'm like, if I like somebody, I'm like, I would rather. There, there's a quote in the book to speak or to die yes i would rather speak book. i would rather speak i'd rather die uh, see, i'm yeah. the best piner i was born a piner see see, i was see, born under see, a pine tree i used to be like oh i don't i don't like pining but this book i've 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 recently come into a situation where i've learned to pine you know what i think i think i think it's a valuable lesson i think i think it's i think it's okay sometimes to be a little sad and a little wistful i think as a person who perpetually doesn't experience things i'm i know you know what's crazy is that you can glorify your own pining oh, you experience. Can, you can, you can, and sit. it can, it just keeps going. You can sit in a chair in Tucker Hall and just, just read a sad, sad book and be like, oh, 
Oh, my life is so sad. And yeah. that's another interesting thing. This book is so interior. It's so about his feelings. It's so introspective. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I think they kind of, it's interesting how they did that in the movie. Like, they really talk, like, you, I don't know. It's interesting. But there is a moment in the movie where perspective is important that you pointed out, and it's really cool. Is it the? Yes. The one with the yes. train? Yes. Okay, so basically, I'm also, foaming at the mouth right now. This is such this, a good point. This first part, actually, I'm going to bring up something else, and then I'm going to talk about it because I watched the movie again yesterday for like the first time in like a year, and um, or the first time since I had read the book. There's this part in the beginning where Marcia. Okay, <laughs> this is a separate thing. Marcia is sitting on a bed in Timothy's room or in <laughs> Elio's room, <laughs> and he goes out. Um, and he's she's supposed to follow him. And the camera's on her, and then it switches to him as he's outside the door in the doorframe. And she gets up, and as she gets up to go to him in the doorway and follow him, she hits the camera and it stumbles. And it makes it look like whatever, but they left that in. So good. And so I loved that. It was like... The camera's a character. The idea that they did that without breaking the fourth wall was amazing. So good. I was so proud. And then um, there's this part at the end we talked about where Timothy, I mean, (laughs) Elio and Oliver (laughs) go on this three-day trip um, in, like, the mountains. And they stay in this hostel, this, like, really one-bed little hotel room. And they have, like, a fake balcony. So they have shutters that they open. And Elio is sitting on the bed. It's the last night before Oliver leaves on a train. He's asleep on the bed and Oliver's standing in the balcony. He's naked and he comes, uh, he like turns around, he sees Elio and he comes and he sits on the bed next to him and the camera zooms into, um, to Oliver's face and he, he's like crying basically. He's like tearing up and the whole movie, if you know, like we see Elio kind of on his like guard, but also like falling apart. Like he has the nosebleed scene. He's in that little corridor, and he's like, "I'm a mess." With a me, tissue me. His face. And then um, at the end, he cries twice. He cries when he's sitting in, t- in the fire with the fire, and then he also cries when he calls his mom to pick him up from the the station. And then he al- also, you just think he calls his mom to pick him up from the station. She comes. He has to wait like at least an hour and a half until she gets there. She he, and then he's also bawling when she's driving so think about how much time he spent crying before she got there okay i'm 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 expert level at crying in public places yeah. and i know that that was not pleasant yeah and yeah it's just so sad i think it makes sense that he cries a lot because italians drink wine and wine makes me cry <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so the the idea of like perspective like in the book we would not have seen oliver cry but in the movie there's yeah. the chance there's this beautiful chance that we get and yeah. guadagnino just hands it to us in a silver yeah. goddamn platter and it also perpetuates further the idea the whole idea of the title of they are become each other on this and they have so much because in the book the idea of them being like like the other one comes into form in the end but Mm -hmm. it takes us so long in the movie for at least for me as an audience member to be like are do they actually are they even communicating like what the heck but Mm -hmm. whenever they are around each other they are so in tune there's a part the actual part where anyways i'm going to explain this in a second um but yeah, so Oliver's sitting on the bed, he's crying, Elio's asleep, and he hears something outside the window. And so he turns over his shoulder to look out the window, and that's when the dis- the uh, director decided to cut. Slam cut. And then you you hear the train, and you see the train coming by. Ooh. Yeah, 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 it's that sound. And then it's him and Elio hugging before he gets on the train. So mm-hmm. it's this idea that him 
in the hotel room is disturbed, the sound he hears is the train that is delivering him away from Elio. So good. So this it's movie just is so good. It's so that that decision alone was so amazing. Thoughtful. The idea of like perspective, but then also like the idea of like time and memory, and the idea of two people becoming one is crazy. And I think it's something really interesting. The the, the idea of this being a gay story, and the idea of I don't know if I want you or if I want to be you. Yeah. That's something that I know that a lot of, especially um, queer women, f- like encounter. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to be her friend really bad. Like, I just, I, I really like her like hair and nose and also her legs. Um, but it's, I'm just like jealous, you know. Like, it's just like I, I like want, you know, you know. These, 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 these I remember you asked me that after we were talking about Lily James because I'm obsessed with Lily James and I kind of want to be her. Yeah. And I was made a comment about her hips and Mama Me, and you said, Are you sure you're not gay? Yeah, that because that, <laughs> that's like a very like that. I was plagued by that. I was like, No, I'm just like like really jealous. Just like admire her a lot and like want to like be her and kiss her, but just be, mostly be her. It's like. like all right okay um (laughs) but yeah no i think i think that's a really the idea of two people becoming one and like the idea that that's what like love is yeah no but they're so they're literally so in tune the scene where they go into town elio actually tells oliver that he loves that he like is into him but he doesn't actually say it at all he just looks at him but he knows he says are you saying what i think you're saying and he says you tell like you tell me um, well it's kind of this idea people is so beautiful people talk about their kids in this kind of way when they're so protective of their kids they're like it's my it's my heart that's been separated from my body and it's walking right so it's kind of like when elio and oliver separate you get that feeling of like elio's upset because it's Phantom like limbs i'm leaving and also they have that whole the, the whole idea of his shirt billowy the, yeah billowy oh i love that he i kind of want a shirt like that me i would too. i would eat that up Oh, <laughs> with, with my dad's pants that's a fit <laughs> there's this blue shirt that Ellie, uh, oliver wears the first day that he comes to the to the place and um they the shirt comes up later after they have sex and it's like they're in bed and they're talking about the shirt he's like i want that shirt when you leave dude sharing clothes with somebody i love oliver i love his character and it made me upset with army after mm. After yeah. he tried to eat women. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Army Hammer thing later. But yeah, no, I think, like, you know, people have described, people who are, like, in relationships are like, I want to be so close to them. Like, I want to, like, crawl inside their skin. Yeah. Like, you, you know that feeling? Yeah. When you're, like, you're, like, laying with somebody, but you're like, no, 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 I want closer. I want to be, like, in your rib cage. <laughs> like, let me in. <laughs> let me in. Knock, knock. I want to be inside of your skin. <laughs> Which sounds so crazy, but it's like, like, being next to you is not enough. I want to be, like literally with you um like i think sharing clothes is like basically it's, it's i guess that's why machine gun kelly and megan fox have a vial of their own blood around each other's neck that's just gross that's just <laughs> that's, that's just, just cannibalism it's just straight people shit <laughs> speaking <laughs> shit. of <laughs> speaking of cannibalism <laughs> yeah army hammer maybe is a cannibal but also probably not well i don't know army hammer said some really uh alarming things about women like one of the things that he said in an interview with playboy was that a pl- Playboy? Well, let me finish. I think it was Playboy or like Hustler or something. Okay. A magazine that men hide from their wives. He said that he like won't do the, like the weird, less typical sexual things with his wife because he respects her too much. I think is not good. That's not a good way to look at it because like the idea that like sex is a sullying, imperfect thing, and that there are things that you want to do to women that you respect less. 
and that uh. and that sex can in any way be a form of disrespect uh. i think betrays something within him that's thank you that is not good for saying that yeah because it's like if you say if you say something in the in this way it has to, you have to think about the opposition and what you're saying in the opposition mm-hmm. so it's like it's like it's not like it's like oh yeah well i don't want to i don't want to disrespect my wife but these other women who are lesser they're not my wife they're not this pure person who reflects me i can treat them however i want that's Gosh. messed up that is such a patriarchal way to think about religion and like the idea of marriage. Yeah. I don't, oh my I don't, gosh. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate. And then like the things that he said to women where he's like, I want to crack open your, not actually dissimilar to things I recently just said like 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> like he's like, I want to like eat your heart and like keep you in my basement, which like, yeah, but he, the thing well, is, he, he thinks he, about he sex would, in, a, in a way of slavery and I don't like that. Like slavery and ownership. And I mean, that's obviously very patriarchal, but also his Instagram, he's always like holding raw meat. So there's definitely, okay. <laughs> has Army Hammer eaten anybody? It's it's like the movie Fresh that just came out. Haven't seen Daisy it. Hacker Want Jones. to. You should okay. not. It's so weird. Has Army Hammer eaten anybody? No. But but the the likelihood that he's all good upstairs? Yeah. Also very small. I don't think he is. Yeah. I it mean, makes me sad. Why can't someone be... It's like the weird why can't hot, someone, why the can't weird hot be, quotient, the PPF. Yeah. Why can't it's somebody like, be hot and normal? Not, it's not, not possible. Because everybody wants to be crazy, but only hot people can get away with it. True. So Quotes. moving on. Yeah, we can we, we, we can do some quote reads. Okay. Oh, I like this. Uh, do I want him to act, or would I prefer a lifetime of longing dev- provided we both kept this little ping pong game going? Not knowing, not not knowing, not 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 knowing. Just be quiet. Say nothing, and if you can't say yes, don't say no. Say later. Is this why people say maybe when they mean yes, but hope you'll think it's no when all they really mean is please? Just ask me once more and once more after that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) The line went so high. As somebody who... I I don't like to do the pining thing, but the little, like, gesture... Little gest, little cryptic gestures. No, I think it's 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 the kind of thing that to speak or to die. Words don't mean anything when you have that kind of eye contact or when you have that kind of like Connection. internal thing. Where you don't have to. There are countless times where I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's totally no, yeah, no, but it's no. not. But it's like, yeah. yeah. If you like somebody and they like you don't know, and there's this like gap of like non communication, and there's like this barrier, this like screen between you two. Um, and dude, that's just such a, like a, a bracing, aching feeling. Like wanting to get inside someone's head and like know what they're thinking, but you like can't. Mm. And it's so frustrating because it's like, I want to be in your brain, in your skin. Tell me what you're thinking. But 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 the most you can do is like walk past them and pretend not to see them. Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about the whole narrative of what if Elio and Oliver were once one person and they got divided and they're two people now. And now when they meet, Elio is just trying to get Oliver to become part of him again. He's trying to get him to come closer. He's like, come back. But he's also confused because there's that part where where Elio or Oliver says once they are together, Oliver's like, Elio says, we wasted so many days. Why didn't you give me a sign? He says, I did give you a sign. He's like, when? He was like, when we were playing volleyball and I touched you, like in the movie, he gives him like a massage Mm -hmm. or he like feigns like he's going to. And they're surrounded by all these women. And these all really all these girls, and it's like he, Oliver. Tu- he says, "I touched you just to let you know that I like you." And it, and but the way that you responded it, made me feel like I molested you, and, and so I thought I would stay it's away. It's the idea of like this like communication gap, like yeah, you like you can't tell what they're thinking, like you're not inside their head. Yeah, 
Uh, well, yeah. it's, it, it furthers this idea of if they are s- actually the same person and s- this two sides of the same coin, then it's just Elio not being able to communicate with himself. Yeah, I think, yeah, th- whenever there's, like, a, a lapse in communication, but you like somebody, like, w- when you don't know how to, like, talk to somebody or, like, say what you want to say, I, I get so annoyed when I feel like I can't, like, articulate what I want to say. Yeah. It's been that way since I was a kid, and, like, I still feel that way. <laughs> like, like when I'm arguing with somebody and I can't communicate what I want to say or when I'm, like, talking to somebody or trying to tell somebody something, the most frustrating thing is when you have something on the inside and you can't make somebody understand it it's to me that's like the worst it feels like being buried alive yeah because it's like people are the only way that we get our feelings across exactly or if someone else sees whatever we're feeling or they understand and so it's like when you can't do that sometimes for me it's like there aren't sometimes I honestly feel like there aren't I don't have the word for it there's too many words and it's it the feeling I have is too big for the words that I have to describe it yeah it's like it's like it's like when you're drunk and you're like slurring your words but there's something you want to say and you know what you want to say but you're like (laughs) Mm. <laughs> to just take my brain and put it in yours and then we'll just figure it out just download the file yeah d- it's so dude it's so it's so frustrating yeah um okay now it's my turn yes. for quote um every time i go back to rome i go back to that one spot it is still alive for me still resounding with something totally present as though a heart stolen from a tail by poe still throbbed under the ancient slate pavement to remind me that here i had finally encountered the life that was right for me but had failed to have dude come dude. on i think and i think this ties back to the thing of like times and places are so important like the different places they go the places they share are so important when you love somebody and you lose them all of the places that you used to go together are haunted yeah i he captures that feeling so well here yeah. like like the places that you walk a little too fast past yeah. it's so dude it's so sad jumping to that part where Sam, the dad, has a conversation with mm. um, Elio towards the end. So um, his dad says, you're too smart not to know how rare, how special what you two had was. He says, Oliver was Oliver, I said, as if that summed things up. Because it was him, because it was me, my father added. Uh, quoting Montaigne's all-encompassing explanation for his friendships. Um, I was thinking instead of Emily Bronte's, Bronte's words, because he's more myself than I am. Also, this idea of their age. What if they are the same person and they've been separated and Oliver's just a couple years older and he's in a different, he's Elio in a different place in time? Yeah, no time is so, because this book, it's it's told as a memory. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, memories get better with time and distance. Yeah. But yeah, the idea that like your life is divided into like before and after somebody. Yeah, okay. Then came the blank years. If I were to punctuate my life with the people whose bed I shared, and if these could be divided into two categories, though before those before and those after Oliver, then the greatest gift a life could bestow on me was to move this divider forward in time. Many helped me part life into before X and after X segments. Many brought joy and sorrow. Many threw my life off course while others made no difference whatsoever. So that Oliver, who for so long had loomed like a fulcrum on the scale of life eventually acquired successors who either eclipsed him or reduced him to an early milepost, a minor fork in the road, a small fiery mercury on a voyage out to Pluto and beyond. Fancy this, I might say. At the time I knew Oliver, I still hadn't met so-and-so, yet life without so-and-so was simply unthinkable. Right. 
Andre is just a god. I'm kind of <laughs> crying right now. You can't <laughs> see. But yeah, I think the idea that like you you it's not that like you still like them or you whatever, but it's that they affected you so much that it's like you see your life in a different chronological order because of them. It's easy to romanticize things that are in the past. So, it is yeah. is that happening here? Is this an honest portrayal of what happened? Dude, this book is so crazy. Yeah, but at, in the movie it happens all for you as it's and also I just as a person who loves 80s film, I love the fact that they were able in 2017 to encompass the 80s through cinematography so well. Mm. I felt like I was there. I have very visceral memories of the 80s, even though I am 19. Um, I have my own issue with identity when it comes to that, but I identify with the 80s in such a crazy way, and I know so much about it. And so to see it what, on like screen. like cocaine? No. <laughs> like the, the music, the the cinema, the the lifestyle the the dress everything is just so much there um and i love it and i just think for them to be able to encapsulate that in the movie was so amazing that that dance scene <laughs> oliver it's is so a groovy oliver's a terrible dancer I it's, think al- it's, it's always funny to watch guys dance who are bad at it and then um, elio comes on he does his little shoulder thing and i'm like oh okay. he is it's groovy as hell it's groovy now army hammer in this movie does not dance the way 80s people dance and Mm -hmm. it pisses me off he does like a he does like he balls up his fists and like dance like dances like weird elio dances more like in a hammer time way the way that his shoulders (laughs) go (laughs) i just want him to put on the shimmy pants and like do it (laughs) yeah no i i but i'll have to send you that video because dancing dancing is so close to my heart i love dancing i like i I think it's a good it's in the bible literally oh from footloose (laughs) yeah the scene of footloose Yeah. yeah What did David do? What did David do? He danced, he danced. for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, dancing is a big part of the 80s. The the 80s and then, I don't know, I think physicality is a super important part of, like, the story. Yeah. Like, he, th- like, the desire is very much, like, a physical, sensual desire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are we rating this? This is going to be so much higher than Bridgerton for me. Why don't I we do, why don't, why don't we, why don't we rate book and then rate movie? Oh, book 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Book ten. I have a hard time saying that a book is bad unless it ends bad, and it didn't end bad. Therefore, ten out of ten. Book ten out of ten for literally stepping on me. This book, this book, this, this book caused me to cry in a public place. For a movie, nine out of ten. I. What is your thing for the movie? Um, I'd say I'd say the movie is a ten, just because it's so important to me. Like, it was a really important part of like my realizing my identity i mean i am being blinded by sentimentality but i think you know the book talks about that so i think it's i think it's passable i hope they make a sequel i hope they don't screw you i don't want more i want more i I want want more more because i i have more and the more that i have from the book that is the sequel find me i want to see that on screen because it's mostly sam it's mostly their father i think the actor who plays him is probably kind of like maybe it's only been like five years so maybe he's not super old but i don't know sam is the the cutest little man he's so adorable he's like the cutest dad i've ever seen ever he's like a teddy bear the conversation that they have at the end of the movie it's so cute when he's drinking his whiskey smoking a cigarette there's there's something about being given advice about like heartbreak by your parents that's so in a way that's like them reminiscing about their own experiences or maybe their lack of experiences when your parent tells you to make mistakes because they didn't, 
and not to not make the mistakes that they did. It's like the opposite. It's so. Yeah. And then when his dad says basically it's okay to be hurt and. But don't I, kill it. Y- yeah. To, to, to not feel, to feel nothing as to not to feel anything is a waste. Mm. Yes. Let me, I think I, mm, I don't know if and I And then he it. freaking his, and then his. Elio is like, does mom know about me and Oliver? And he's like, I don't think that she knows. Yeah. So you still didn't rate it. The the movie? Yeah. Ten out of ten. Okay. Cause gay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> book. You said ten. Book ten out of ten. A I'm whole also ten. Ten across. I'm the also board? I'm also just coming down from the high of like reading it for the first time. True. Um. So you're still like in love with it. You can't really inspect it. Yeah, we're in our honeymoon phase. Um, oh yes, I that we need to highlight the honeymoon phase of a book. Uh, yeah. Quote me. I've said this many times. There's nothing more bittersweet than finishing a book. Mm, true. Yeah. yeah, you have to like put it back on the shelf. You can't read it again because it's like you know. But yeah. then you like you have to like. And it, it sucks when, like, there's a book that's, like, a specific dimension and you've got gotten used to, like, having it with you. Yeah, so it's, like, it's like I'm in it. I am I am that for a while and then yeah. I come out of it and it's, like, because as an avid reader who spends all of my summers reading, my summers are just catalogs of identities I create for myself through my books. I, I love a good summer. My mom, my mom and I, every beginning of every summer, we go to the bookstore and we get a bunch of books. Yeah, I know. Like, I definitely, like, marking pieces of, like, eras of your life with the pieces of media you consume during them. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I remember... Um, Which is, going back to the importance of this book, I feel like a lot of people did... Feel this way. Yeah. Like, this is definitely, like, I'm in my Call Me By Your Name era. I don't know what that means yet, because it's just... When you treat started. Call Me By Your Name like Elio treats Oliver. Yeah. Before and after X. Literally. Yeah. So, wrapping us up, <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, 10 out of 10, me, 10 and 9. Yeah. Minus tens that's, across the board. That's where we are. Thank you for coming you with for us on this in. ride. Thank you for Thank you so much for listening. Listening. Bye. Bye.